Hey, Sean, I feel like I just saw you recently. You did just it, see like, you. In, perfect, yeah. in person, actually, not on the other side of the computer. Like we physically got to hug. We did and have a cocktail or, or several. Two. <laughs> yeah, or three or four. Yep. Speaking of things I'm excited about, something I'm kind of sad about is that this is our last episode of our first season. Yes, it's yay. We made it through the first season and now we're going to make season two even better and more exciting with great topics and fun stuff. And we're going to take a little break to refresh and refine. And yeah, but we did a whole season. Woohoo. Doesn't it feel good? We did it. I know. I know. It, it, it was awesome. Been in the works for so long, I feel like, like right after we became friends, I feel like we uh -huh. need a podcast. And the crazy thing is, I think what we've learned is you can do anything by just starting. Mm -hmm. Like, just start. Like, don't be afraid to just say, we're going to do a podcast. We each bought microphones. We use our phones and our tripods. And we're like, let's just put it out there. Yeah. And as long as you start, then you start to build momentum and everything. And now we have some great ideas of things we want to do for season two. Things Absolutely. we've learned along the way, but always and just take the first step. Just, just, just hit record. Just hit record. Just do it, as we used to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although I might get in trouble for trademark if I say that, but yeah. So speaking of just doing it and mm -hmm. us being together, we were both attending the Central Florida Weddings Association Summit event in the Orlando area. Yeah, we did. We got to actually see each other in person, meet some other great educators, meet some people from different markets than our own, and see some old friends, make some new friends. And, you know, conferences can, can go so many different ways. And the fact that this was a local association, um, where they really, really wanted to dive into education for their members. It was really a great opportunity and a lot of fun. And we got to go to a flamingo party. I mean, come on, people. That, it's that was Florida. my first flamingo. We flamingoed. So, yeah. I gotta, I'm glad you said that uh, about it being a local thing because, you know, you're on the board for your WIPA chapter. Yep. I served on the board for Houston's ILEA chapter yep. many moons ago. And I was kind of like, look at Central Florida charting their own path and like yeah. filling the industry needs in a way that only a local organization yeah. can do. I, that I was very impressed with. They are not affiliated with anybody but themselves. This association's been around... Eight, eight years, maybe six years. I'm not quite, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to misquote. And they've done it all from the ground up. They've built something that fit the needs of the wedding professionals in their area that isn't necessarily a big national brand with a lot of hoopla that you have to follow through and all of that. But it, it works for their location, for their membership, for, um, you know, the market, which is very wide, it's a huge geographic area there for them. They go, um, you know, almost all the way over to Tampa and Orlando and all around and up and north. And, oh, wow. you know, they, 
they they've done it on their own and i just find that to be incredibly impressive and everybody i met who was on the board or affiliated with the organization volunteer sponsor mm -hmm. in that kind of capacity they all want they all it felt genuinely like everybody wanted to be there everybody yes. wanted to be a resource for their neighbor yes. like it was just it it was that part was an experience i hadn't felt in a very long time and they were excited to hear where people were from like there were some people from georgia there there were you know you were from texas there were some people from the west coast all the way out in california and and arizona and then me in south florida jamaica Jamaica. I mean, come on. This, And we met the most amazing girl from Jamaica who had planned and saved and was so excited to come to this local or this association's education because they don't have anything like that where she is. And she, we talked to her for hours and it was genuine and it was kind and she was lovely. We had so much fun. And that's to me what conferences are about. You know, if you want the real tea, a lot of people who go to conferences say that the magic is in the hallways and they're not yep. wrong, but there was some magic with a Domino's pizza on the balcony after a successful flamingo party. Well, we didn't really have hallways because it was kind of open air. So we had to, <laughs> we kind of had to sit outside with, you know, on the patio furniture, which is all good. But yeah, it was really great. I mean, People were coming and joining, just joining our little group, having chats, you know, and it was, and that's where you really learn um, why people are in the industry, what is important to them, why they do what they do, what their challenges are, how we as maybe more experienced professionals can help them in their, in their process and their path and so that they can one day take over the world or, or you know, whatever or take over their market and, and being able to have those little side conversations is really, really important at conferences. I'm not saying the big stage speakers and all that aren't great because even as a professional has been in the business for um, almost 15 years, there were a few things I was like, well, maybe I will tweak my contact me form and maybe I will, Oh, I got to, you know, tweak this on our TikToks or, you know, Hmm. Maybe I will automate something because Sean gave me a harder a hard time about how I use my CRM or don't use my CRM. So maybe we will look at some of those things this year. So, I mean, there's always learning. You have to go into it with an open mind and an open heart because you never know who you're going to connect with or who you could find yourself sitting next to having a drink, someone who you thought maybe was out of your realm or unapproachable. You find out is a hoot and a half just because you're all sitting around, you know, after you're in between and, and you're having a cocktail to wind down. So those that's that's the magic. I always get kind of sad and, and not just when they don't want to drink. I mean, we all know I don't turn down a party, but I'm always kind of sad when I don't get the opportunity to further building a connection with people because they leave right away or yeah. they don't engage in the unplanned natural social activity that happens. There's plenty of people because I've, if it's after a conference has officially closed, there's a good chance I've got a seltzer in my hand at any time after the closing. Hell time. yeah. You <laughs> and, and me, so, you have black cherry. I have lemon lime. Like yeah, yeah. that's how it works. That's how we order it even. Yeah. But, um, it, 
even if you don't drink, there's plenty of people who sit around with like a water or a Coke mm-hmm. or they still come mm-hmm. out to dinner and you still get to, like we were, um, what was it, night one before the Flamingo, we were mm-hmm. there with a couple of people um, mm-hmm. from the Central Florida area and mm-hmm. you know, they hadn't gone on the stage yet or we knew them from other Mm -hmm. networks or things that they do or different circles but I would have never imagined myself sitting at a dinner with them and it was just cool to build those connections absolutely now I feel like when I go to some of these markets I have instant connections and um you never know I mean the craziest thing happened to me I met someone at a as a, a rental company up there who knew someone from my childhood growing up in Orlando and it was this really six degrees of separation connection that, and now I know when I call this person, we're going to be like, Oh, wasn't that so funny at CFWA? How we found out how like our weird connections to Orlando area. And we know some of the same people that is priceless. You, you can't put a, can't put a dollar amount on that. And while education um, itself, I mean, the speakers had some great insights. Like I learned more about Google ads than I, you know, had even ever considered about Google ads. I learned things from you on TikTok and I learned different things about TikTok and social media from a different person. Um, you know, the panel at conversation was great about, you know, poking, kind of poking fun at ourselves as wedding vendors and what we, in a fun way saying, stop doing these crazy, annoying things. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of fun and, and it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't too serious. And so there's, you know, things that you can take out of every event. I wonder if this would be considered unsavory social media content for that panel. Um, oh, well, (laughs) we don't have Uh, any feed pictures. We're not videoing. (laughs) Right. I don't don't have an OF announcement at the end of this. Yeah. Um, The, the thing that was cool for me, I'll, I'll share two quick things. One is even of all the social media presentations I heard, while some might be stronger on other platforms, nobody was discounting completely TikTok as a social right. media platform as they were even as soon as earlier this year. We heard. I was going to say six months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were when we were at Cater Source six months ago, and and people said it was for little kids, yeah. and and I thought you were going to have a heart attack or and or set the building on fire when people said that. So I think I instinctively like went to grab your leg when we heard. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh oh, that that was the wrong thing to say, and there was none of that, Mm-mm. none of that. It is, it was in fact, it was the social media platform discussed the most. Yes. And I got some from some of the other speakers. That was my second thing is I got some ideas and, you know, I, I speak about it. I'm on it regularly. I'm just saying that I got some ideas that I was able to implement in a couple of video ideas, which mm-hmm. just makes me a better creator, gets my juices yep. flowing and thinking about different ways to approach it. And that's what's if you go in with like an ego or like, I know Mm -hmm. it all already, you're not going to learn anything. It's a waste of money. Don't go. But if you walk in open-minded, like I'm really going to get some good information, you're going to get a few gems. And no matter how long you've been in the business um, or how many weddings or events that you've done in your career, if you aren't learning something from every conference you attend 
or every event or wedding that you produce, then why are you even doing this anymore? Because I may not have learned something, anything that was earth shattering. Oh my God, I'm going to make a million dollars tomorrow. But what I did learn were things that maybe could make things a little more efficient here and there, or maybe things we could tweak on our social media, which you know, we think we do a pretty decent job, but a couple of things that could tweak that could make it go even that much farther. It wasn't a wholesale overhaul of my business. It wasn't like you have to change everything that you do or whatever. It was find what works for you. Here's some nuggets that I brought home. And I have already said to, to Kenya, our social media manager, can we do this? Can we do that? Um, or I've, like I said, I've already been like, ooh, what can I do in aisle planner to make this process a little smoother? Are we using it to its full potential? You know, and if that's all I got out of it for two days and meeting some really incredible people, then it was worth it. You don't have to go into these uh, conferences expecting to come home and in three days implement everything and expect your business to be transformed in 24 hours. No, but I will say there are people in our industry who, I don't want to say risk at all, but to them, attending any conference for any length of time is a significant investment in their business. Yes. And so when people are rude or not welcoming to them yes. or don't answer their questions, it not only makes the professional feel like, deflated and walk away like they, right. they didn't make a good investment but because the people who are speaking at, at these things a lot of times are looked on as leaders in the industry it right. gives the industry as a whole a negative rap and right, you i can't... didn't see that at CFA. no i didn't see that at all no, I, all of our speakers were mingling with the crowd. They were having conversations. They were taking more in-depth, not our speakers, all the speakers we just saw were taking in-depth questions. They're not our speakers. They were, you know, taking in-depth questions here and there. They were, you know, maybe they changed up their breakout into a more of a workshop style if that's what people were asking for. It was very, that was really nice to see because quite frankly, we're not going to be here forever. There is a new generation that's always going to be behind us. And if we as the current crowd um, can help them be more successful, why not? And here and people are like, well, why would you want people to learn how to do your job? Because it reflects on our industry. Yeah. And then we're not getting all that bad press in the New York Times or whatever. When vendors are scam artists or there's not articles on Facebook or in Facebook groups going saying, when you buy your cake, don't say wedding so that they don't charge you double for it. In general, we have to take ourselves more seriously. And if we can pass knowledge along, that only benefits our industry. I agree. Um, just share it. No, we say this. I feel like this is one of it. Can, well, we learned that. Okay. Uh, the no. unscripted are broken records. Nobody replaces you. Yeah. You, you are your secret sauce. Anybody can this, Google yes. this part of this real quick. Last night while I was waiting to meet Bobby for the ridiculously early car we had to catch to go to the airport. Because okay. The yep. venue was, I mean, it was billed as it, the Orlando area, but it was feeling it three was a hours hike. away. Yeah. So, um, when I was scrolling last night, did you hear about the promotion that, uh, Taylor Swift did with Google? 
She had a <laughs> puzzle game on Google where people would go to Google and they'd have to solve these puzzles. And as soon as the world solved, I don't know, 35 million puzzles or something like that, the vault tracks from 1989 Taylor's version, the list, was released. And so you had this like global game going on where all oh, these wow. Swifties were going to Google mm -hmm. under their own free will to do so just to, to help get those that track list released. And the reason why I bring that up is because um, we learned from, you know, not only things that I say, but from other speakers on the stage too, that Google is not the search engine that it once was. Mm -mm. Other, other social media platforms, specifically TikTok, are a search engine now. And so for Taylor Swift to get all of her, especially think about the demographic uh -huh. and the age group of the people that are her Swifties, onto Google, that had to be amazing. I, I guarantee you that my kids in their early 20s don't use Google. We're always like, Google it, Google it, Google it. And they're like, huh? I'm like, you've had a phone in your hand since you were nine years old. Google it. And times are changing for sure. And I know we're off topic a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Well, kind of, because <sighs> while this is, you know, Jen and I just came back from CFWA. So we're uh, recapping that conference, I think it opens the discussion up for what conferences as a whole can do for better or yes. worse to serve the industry. And when you look at the trajectory of Google and how it's kind of on a downward slope right now as a search mm -hmm. engine, um, that can be attributed to times changing, people going elsewhere. And so you have to adapt and change in order to stay relevant. And maybe it is seeking out more local specific networking groups or building your own or going into <laughs> markets that you might not, I mean, obviously Orlando, but markets that you might not, I'm just really on the host resort. I'm sorry, but markets that you might yeah. not normally be in. Yeah. Yeah. And learning something new and meeting people and realizing that while you may service a different area, you might service a different group of clients, you have common struggles, you have common wins, yeah. and it's just nice to feel seen in other communities as well. Well, I think you and I discussed it at the, at, over drinks one of the nights. And the general idea is that the flow of a wedding isn't going to vary from city to city. Maybe some places have their own traditions in Pittsburgh. You have a cookie table, you know, in a Jewish wedding, you have all the faith-based items, but the flows and sometimes the cocktail hours ahead of the, the ceremony or the Saturday thing. But in general, you're going to have a ceremony, a cocktail hour and a reception. We can all main, we can all agree that that's going to be 99.9% .9 of your weddings are going to flow in that order. So what is it that makes you good at your job and how can we help share those things through net local conferences, local, you know, networking, local education, what we do on our podcast to get people to find their secret sauce and to do it in a professional way. Because people in my market and I, we serve the same demographic. We serve those same people spending the same amount of money and they're going to maybe we, our pricing can be the same and they're going to pick someone else over me. And it has nothing to do with 
the order of their ceremony or how the wedding day is going to flow. It's you and your personality and how you approach the things and the way that you make those connections. That is going to be what people need to learn addition to the back end. And I don't know that you can teach personality and connection, but you can certainly teach people, make them feel more comfortable by going into different markets and seeing that we are all one and the same, that we are all struggling against with the same issues, that we are all still like, my God, it takes six months to get photos in this market too. Okay, great. I don't feel so bad where I live or sorry, photographers, um, or it takes, you know, vendors in this market are calling, I'm not take calling back right away. Oh, great. I don't feel so bad about where I live. So when you can have those common threads, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm not as alone in this. Maybe I thought, you know, maybe sometimes you think it's all in your head and you go outside your own, you know, comfort zone and you go to a market where you don't work and they're saying the same things. Then you're like, okay, then we as an industry need to maybe address. And if I may, one way to not do it is stand up there and say, Hey y'all, let me tell you what you all are doing wrong. <laughs> you guys are doing it wrong. That really is not the best approach. And unfortunately, we've seen it. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. And that was that was unfortunate because that could have been a really amazing discussion. And instead of just being t- told that everybody was doing it wrong and being all about me, me, me and and no open conversation, it fell flat. And, you know, it was an important topic. And that was, that was really the only one I think that was like that, Well, but it was disappointing. It's a, it's a topic that we're, we're both passionate about. It's absolutely, it's, it's why I would never speak about it because I'm, that's not my wheelhouse. That's not my zone of genius, but I guarantee you, uh, take me in TikTok and short form video. I don't stand up there and say. I say you need to get on the platform. I don't say what you're doing is wrong. Here's how to fix it. No, and then not even have real concrete solutions. At least you give people real tips and you're like, this has worked for me. Maybe try this or, you know, whatever. I don't, and I don't think, and this is one thing we talked about too. And I know we talk about it a lot is I don't think there is one size fits all for everybody. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, your approach to TikTok and mine are different. Your approach to weddings and mine well, very similar. We do have our differences, right? And you, you do things your way and I do things my way. And I think what tends to happen as well is mainstream. We talked about this. So we're, again, we're slightly off topic, but these are the things that you learn when you're at a conference, when you're all sitting around. Sure. A month ago, we were all talking about this engagement gap because a jeweler said, nobody's getting married. While we were at the conference, CNN came out with an article that said, get ready for the next wedding boom. So are we letting mainstream media tell us what's happening in our industry or are we the ones controlling what happens in our industry? If, if, and do we get use those mainstream media articles as an excuse for not working or whatever? Well, you know, we love to find um, articles and references to back up whatever we're feeling in a moment. So those right. do come at good times, the, those articles at interesting times. But... I think too is, and you've, you've been in the industry for a good minute. I've been in for a minute. I feel like anybody who's been here, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years plus, when have we not ebbed and flowed? 
Right. I think it's always been an ebb and flow. Maybe like if I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be vulnerable. Maybe sixteen for me was like a, but it's always been. You have your valleys and your peaks, and your valleys and your peaks. Mm-hmm. That's also I feel like entrepreneurship one hundred and one. Absolutely, and the other thing is, don't let other people tell you what to think. Yes. Read the article. Make your own opinion. Form your own opinion and go, well, okay, that's maybe true in, I don't know, Des Moines, Iowa, but it might not be true here where I am located or where you're located or where, you know, people are in California. Take these things with a grain of salt, but don't let them. Yes, it's ebbs and flows. Of course it's ebbs and flows. We've been, I started my company in a recession and my husband was like, you're starting a luxury business. And I said the word luxury, but you're spent, you're starting a business that is not a requirement. It's not a necessity business in the middle of a recession. What are you doing? And I'm here 15 years later. And there's been ups and downs and all arounds. And where are times where I've thought, oh, I have to go get another job. I'm going to be the lady bagging groceries, whatever it may have to be to keep the lights on. But just because it goes back to my, just because it's on the internet doesn't make it true. So what do you think? How does how does a person who is connected to a lot of people who love to commiserate and share stories like that whenever they happen, what are they to do if they see something like that and they say, "Well, that's not really what I'm going through." What do you shout do? it from the roof? I mean, honestly, you shout it from the roof. Shout it from the rooftops. You're because her. then you're counteracting. This stuff, and you're saying our industry is not in trouble. I'm employing X, Y, and Z people. I'm doing this. I'm putting food on the table for some, you know, I'm calling the, I got home and called two venues when I got home, and they're like, oh, great. So you're helping keeping the economy going. So, you know, this, there was this whole situation about the engagement gap, which all goes back to why having conversations in person is helpful. Cause this was just a conversation that came up while we were all sitting around. Mm-hmm you know, after the, the formal education, but this is still education. We're like, what do y'all think about this engagement gap? And I'm like, hmm? engagement gap, we're busy. You know, I'm looking into 2025. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And you're doing the same mm-hmm. thing. So, and then literally as we were about to go to sleep, the CNN article came from Bobby and we discussed it the next day and we were like, Oh, well now there is no engagement gap. So which is it? <laughs> like, but those deeper conversations are the benefits of being in person. And the timing couldn't have been better because it was all around this conference and we're all sitting there and we're, you know, we might've had a seltzer or seven or one or whatever, but we could have a, a, a conversation from different points of view about what the mainstream media is telling us. There's, you can't put a price on that. No, no. And if you, if you use enough of that, if you if you insert yourself in enough of that mingling and networking again mm-hmm. that happens outside of the start and end times of the official conference, it makes up for if you sit through a session or two that just doesn't land on you like you wanted it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And one of the other things I will take out of what we learned is someone had uh, on stage said. Maybe you're not comfortable going to a networking or or a conference by yourself, or maybe you know someone who could benefit for it from it, and um, you know they're not comfortable. Buy an extra ticket. Bring them with you. 
And especially if it's a local networking, you know, you're, you're only going to have to be, you know, two hours, but at least you're walking into the room with someone, you know, and if that's, what's been holding you back, bring a friend. You know, that's good. I struggle with this today in full transparency with the idea of one-on-one -on -one networking opportunities. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not the one that goes to coffee with the florist to get to know them better. You know what I mean? Like that's just, I did in the beginning, yeah. but I don't feel like there's a need for that now. Yeah. And not, I don't come from it as a place because, Oh, I've been in the industry so long, mm -hmm. but more so there's quicker, more efficient, easier ways to build a connection with somebody other than yes. like making me drive to a place, find parking, go sit down, meet a complete stranger and be forced to drink a cup of coffee with them. But I do a zoom over that all day long. We all learned that during the pandemic yeah. too. Yep. But if I had an extra whip a ticket in my pocket and somebody mm -hmm. asked me to coffee, I'd say, mm, why don't you be my guest at the WIPA event that way? Yeah. We both have a shared experience of being in an environment that we might not be as as comfortable in. And then we both have an opportunity to expand our networks beyond just ourselves talking. Mm -hmm. And it helps everybody. And to give full credit, this was not something that Sean and I came up with on our own. No. It's something we learned by being at a conference. Correct. From another industry expert. So that's what we're saying. You may not transform your business overnight by going to a conference, but these are the nuggets that you take from it. And now I will be like, I'm on the board of WIPA. Maybe I will bring a friend next time, someone who hasn't come to one of our events, or maybe the next time I want to go to something that, um, I maybe walk into a place I haven't been before. I'll absolutely maybe ask a friend to come with me, another planner friend and be like, Hey, do you want to go tour this venue with me? I haven't been there before you have, maybe we can walk through it together and we can, you know, you can give me pointers. So there's nothing wrong with that. And that's one of the things I think I took away from this, these last couple of days. Is there anything that you, I don't want to say didn't like, but is there anything that for me, it, it was it was an intimate conference. I feel like yeah. Mm -hmm. I I felt I either had FOMO or I missed people too much when we all went into breakouts because it was like four. It was it was two breakout sessions and like a keynote each day, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. by the middle of the second breakout, I was like, okay, I I missed the group. I want to be back in the room with everybody. Yeah. And you get your energy starts to ebb a little bit. You're not, you're not as high. Woo. Let's keep it going. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I also think one thing that I did learn from this conference is that maybe breakouts aren't always the most effective. Maybe you do deeper dive workshops or I, I don't know, there's got to maybe, I don't know. And we can ponder that a little bit, but, um, I, I feel like also, dear people who host conferences, we don't want to go to breakfast at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, Some of us. I'd just soon you get a, a coffee bar and have it in yeah. front of... Get the coffee bar, get get a food truck to bring me some donuts or some granola bars or set up a buffet as I'm walking into the room. I'm getting my caffeine and eating my croissant while the first person is speaking, but I am not coming to breakfast at 7.30 in the morning. I don't do that in my own house. I'm not doing it when I'm traveling. Yeah. 
And then you saw, as soon as we walk into breakfast, we're swarmed. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even get a chance to have breakfast. No. No. I, not a, not so a have a coffee. Caffeine went in my body before I had to be on because yeah. we went into a cattle call situation right at the mm-hmm. jump of the day. And I was like, ooh, ooh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a morning person. I'm not prepared for this, but we met a man, we met a guy at the conference who was a coffee cart. I'm like, have his caffeine, have his caffeine outside the door. He's a sponsor. Bring it in a food. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm not a seven 30 in the morning breakfast person. Well, if you find, if you know, you heard it on the podcast, if, if next year rolls around and iced coffee is available for a, a conference attendees, there's a good chance that I had a hand in that because <laughs> the only way I drink my coffee is iced and there was none available. Not, and this isn't the, the conference's fault, obviously, but like <laughs> you, you got, I gotta be able to throw a rock and hit a Starbucks somewhere. Or is Starbucks want to be yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You gotta be able to. And, yeah. And we're not trashing the venue because we knew this was their last year at this venue and whatever it is, what it is. But yeah. And, and I did, you know what I did like on their breakouts and this, it's just little things on their breakouts. They had people come in and do a popcorn buffet, like popcorn bar one day. And we all got to make little bags of popcorn. So you could hit that three o'clock slump with a little something. And the day before it was like mini cupcakes and things like that. So you got that little sugar rush at three o'clock to help you power through the rest of the day and even at Cater Source, they were supposed to have snacks out or this, that, or the other thing, never to be found. So I think when you go to a smaller conference and a little more intimate conference, you can have your local baker come in and say, I made these, you know, amazing little cupcakes. And I'm not saying people do your things for free charge if you can or what you yeah. can. I'm not saying you have to give things away all the time. But those little touches were really fun um, and, and helped me get through the afternoon, quite frankly. You want to talk about FOMO? Uh, the prizes that CFWA gave away, like that's what I oh mean. My they God. have the most generous uh, uh, membership, community membership community? I have seen. I was like, please let me win a wine or a spa basket, <laughs> please. Yes, there were some really great raffles, and even it was even if it was a twenty five dollar Starbucks card, you can do something with that, mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I just thought their their raffles were a great cross section of high end, low end, middle level, and things that people want and that were useful and wasn't a, just a bunch of BS that someone had in their back closet that they wanted to raffle off. For These sure. were good things for sure. I because agree. you you know you you see that at, when people ask for a donation to raffle off and they're like, well, I got this pink phone case over here. I'll you know <laughs> give you that. No, it wasn't like that at all. It's always like a pink. Pink phone case donated by Acme Stationery, and you're like, how does that? Right, <laughs> right. So it wasn't like their raffle was kick-ass. No, it was. They did a good job. That conference was. I'm. I. I genuinely enjoyed every minute I was there. Me too. And it was, it was the new connections, the old connections, the connections that maybe had only been online before, but yet felt comfortable walking up to someone because you had had that Zoom or you knew their social media presence. Oh, you're the face behind so-and-so. It's so great. I follow you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. It was really fun. And speaking of things that I really enjoy, I really enjoy mm-hmm. hosting two planners in a podcast with you. Me, me too. 
too. It's like one of my favorite things. And I'm so glad we're coming back for season two. Season two, bigger, better, brighter, badder, kick-assier. And uh, we're coming back. Our uh, season two, episode one, is an interesting release date. Shall we tell them? Yeah, you want to tell? Drum roll. Ready, go. You go. Two Planners on a Podcast Season 2 premieres Thanksgiving Day. And we are talking about engagement season best practices. Get ready. We are going to talk about ways to take advantage of all things engagement season. I, I, I talked to you about doing it on Thanksgiving. It's a radical idea. It's a holiday. But I just feel like that weekend is probably the best shot somebody can carve out an hour or two and lay some finishing touches down on having a kick-ass engagement season. And if we're really expecting a boom, then let's really make sure we've got all our T's crossed and our I's dotted and maybe some things that people don't even think relate to engagement season do. And so I'm excited to talk about, I'm excited for us to workshop this. And if you've had too much turkey and family drama, you put in your air, you know, put in those earbuds and listen to us talk about engagement season and how we can help you. Yeah. And you don't have to listen to it on Thanksgiving. If you, if you still like brick and mortar, black Friday shopping and you pull up to a store before it starts, kick on the podcast before they open and listen while you wait in line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're, if you're in line at Target at three o'clock in the morning for those black Friday deals, we'll be there for you guys. It's like Jennifer and maybe. standing right next to you in line, talking your ear off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. But yeah, engagement season, best practices, Thanksgiving Day, season two. It's going to be awesome, you guys. We have a lot of great things planned for next next season. We're, we're really excited. We've got a little mini session scheduled. We're going to be retooling some things, like Jen said. It's going to mm-hmm. come back bigger, better, brighter. But again, (laughs) the key is that we just started. Yes. At some point, you just have to start. Nobody, nobody will ever be able to take away the fact that you and I had a complete season of a podcast published. That's correct. Absolutely. We made it over the five episode hump. We did. We did. I'm pretty proud of us. I am too. And... I know that we wouldn't have been able to do it without the community that listens to us and enjoys us yep. and answers our questions on Spotify and sends us DMs mm-hmm. and comments on mm-hmm. our Instagram over at Two Planners in a Podcast. Like we, yep. you may not think we see you. We see you. We know you're there. We appreciate you, yep. and we're grateful that you have stuck with us through this season. And we can't wait to bring you a better show next season. Couldn't have said it better myself. I, you know, we're getting to the point where people go, what's your topic this week? Mm-hmm. And that's such a good feeling because we know that people are connecting. And, and the whole thing is if we're connecting with, if we make one connection or give just one person something that they can learn, oh, that's the best feeling in the world. But if you're used to hanging out with Jen and I every week and you're like, I don't want to be away from y'all until Thanksgiving, don't worry. Jen and I host a weekly Instagram live every Tuesday Mm -hmm. night at 10 p.m. Eastern. 
called Keeping It Real Wedding Business Chat with our dear friend. An esteemed colleague who everybody knows in the wedding business, Ms. Bobby Brinkman. The photographer and Yes, photographer and wedding educator and mindset fixer extraordinaire. Honestly, Sean, I have to say working with Bobby is amazing because she has pushed me to do some things out of my comfort zone, even including this podcast. She's like, you have the knowledge, you do these things, you push. And, you know, to have her do these IG lives with us is, wow. You know what? Can, can I just go back to that? We'll, we'll end with like a little mini CFWA anecdote, like something that happened while we mm-hmm. were at the conference because Bobby was there too. You know I'm a bit of a skeptic. And when I say skeptic, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm not your rosy, rah-rah kind of a person. No, you are not. And I see sometimes, like, like Bobby, will, Bobby will be resonating with somebody and she'll be in it and they'll be talking and they'll be, like, you know, sharing mm-hmm. some stuff. Like, it'll be, it'll get personal, but, you know, business and Bobby will just be pouring into him. Pouring, pouring, pouring. And at first... I'm always like, here she goes. <laughs> and then yeah. like two minutes later, I'm like, I'm like over there tearing up. Like I'm like, she, she's changed somebody's life. Lives. <laughs> yes. She has changed people's lives. And we watched her do it with our friend from Jamaica. Yes. She was like, Kimberly, this is what we're going to do. And this is how you're going to do it. And what if you did this? And what if you did that? And what if you, and I'm like, she just, she just did that on the fly. I was like, and she's pushed you and me separately yep. or us together or whatever. And I don't even realize that she's done it. And the next thing I know, I'm like, hey, Bobby, Sean and I are starting a podcast. She's like, I told you so. <laughs> I'm like, when? She's like, when then, you know, that time we talked. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But she's so kind and she's so generous in the way she does it. So those IG lives, guys, are a treat. Yeah, just just come on Instagram, Tuesday, 10 o'clock Eastern. You'll get a notification that either Bobby, Jen, or myself are on live Instagram and just walk right mm-hmm. in. We're all three of us. We're talking about our normal business stuff, but we have other conversations happening in the comments because uh, viewers will ask a question and then somebody else will mm-hmm. answer it. And then one of us yep. be talking and the other ones are in the comments like, oh yeah, that's a good yep. thing. Like, it's a good it's a good end of the day. You should be getting ready for bed, but why don't you give, you know, a couple more minutes and just shoot the table with your friends at the water cooler. That's kind of how I look. Yeah, it's kind of it's fun, yeah. Have your glass of wine, sit and listen to us. Lord knows we're having one and um mm-hmm. you know, it is talking about just whatever pops in our heads that day. So, and um I, I bring that up because I, you know, you know, thanked our listeners and our community and I'm grateful for them. Mm-hmm. It's no mistake that probably one of our biggest public supporters is Bobby Brinkman. So I just want Absolutely. to carve out a couple seconds on this episode and say thank you, Bobby. Public and private supporter and all around amazing individual that we are both really blessed to know and be able to work with. Preach. Yeah. Mic drop. That's a wrap on season one, y'all. Season one is in the can, Jen. Woo! Yay us. All right. We hope, I hope, we hope you have a fantastic start to your fall. Get some work done on engagement season. 
research conferences in your area or ones that you can yep. see yourself traveling to and make the plan to attend and make the commitment that I'm going to hang around and see what the dinner plan is after it's over or I'm going to I'm going to go do my dinner plan and then I'm going to circle around the common areas at seven or eight o'clock and see if I see any familiar faces. I promise you, you will. And I you promise will. you, you're probably going to get invited to go ahead and sit at that table, whether or not you have you think you have anything to share at it. You're going to be involved in a really great conversation. I guarantee it. 100 percent. Couldn't have said it better myself. So we will see you guys on Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Have a great one, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody.